Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad to be with you and so glad that you are taking time to listen. So we are going to do this week is going to be the week of forgiveness. And we are going to talk all about forgiveness this week and the power of forgiveness and the need for forgiveness and the fact that this is really truly at the center of God's ministry. That resurrection, that redemption, that, and obviously salvation. But all of that is underscored by the idea of salvation and the idea, I'm sorry, of forgiveness and how much we need forgiveness. And humans crave forgiveness. There's a universal desire to be forgiven. And I came across this story that I want to share with you because it is so incredibly poignant about the universal desire to be forgiven. And so this was a story um, by Ernest Hemingway. It's a, one, it's a short story, and it's about a broken relationship between the Spanish father and his teenage son, Paco. And truly, from God's perspective, it is the most important to be forgiven as well as to forgive. And so this, this illustration, this story, really captures the verse in Romans chapter 4, verse 7. And it is saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And that's an amazing verse. It's Romans again. Romans chapter 4, verse 7 says, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And so this, this deep need and sometimes it's hidden, but this need to be forgiven is so eloquently spoken in this story by Ernest Hemingway. And what happened was this young boy, Paco, ran away from home, his home in Madrid. And he had done what he had thought was unforgivable things, and the, the, he thought the relationship with his father was broken. And So he ran away from home, and his grief-stricken father looked everywhere for him, couldn't find him anywhere searching, 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 and worrying and losing sleep because he knows his son, his young son, is walking the streets of Madrid and has that need to be forgiven and can't feel like he can come home because of what he did. And so what, what this man did, this father did, he placed an ad in the Madrid newspaper and it read, Dear Paco, meet me in front of the newspaper office tomorrow at noon. All is forgiven. I love you. I mean, that, that just brings a lump to my throat. He says, all is forgiven, and I love you. And so the next morning, 800 hopeful men named Paco were standing in front of the newspaper office. Amazing, amazing, this story. See, someone needs your forgiveness right now. But even more, as you choose to forgive and surrender yourself to your loving Heavenly Father, you'll begin to experience the freedom that comes through forgiving. 
So you need forgiveness, and the ability to receive forgiveness enables us to truly forgive even more deeply, more quickly, more fully, and easily. And so we want to talk about these different issues of forgiveness. Who needs your forgiveness? Who do you need to be forgiven by? And maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe that's part of what's going on. Maybe you've done some unforgivable things and you can't live with yourself. And you're trying desperately to cover it and to pretend like everything's okay when you're in constant conflict with yourself. So this idea that 800 men responded to this ad, they so deeply needed to be forgiven and they were so thrilled they thought their father was forgiving them. And so we have the forgiveness of our Father, our Heavenly Father. And He knows sins that we've committed that we don't even know sometimes that they were a sin, and He's forgiven them. But the issue of asking for the forgiveness, that's the peace that is so healing. That's the peace that restores your dignity. That's the peace that allows you to own up to what it is that you have done, fully, complete, with no excuses, and saying to your Heavenly Father, I need to be forgiven. I've sinned against you. And sometimes we also need to ask God forgiveness because we sinned against another person. And we don't know how to fix it. And we don't even know if they'll let us fix it. Maybe we think they forgot about it or are ignoring it. But we know and we remember And so this idea, I want you to really think today, who needs your forgiveness? Is it your neighbor? Is it someone that you got in a car wreck with and they didn't handle it well? Is it a coworker? Is it a husband, a wife? Is it your parents? Your kids? You have a falling out with a friend? Who do you need to forgive that you are holding back and withholding relationship from. Now, now understand, we are going to talk later on in the week that this is, a, this is a complicated concept because many times we forgive people, but that does not mean the relationship is restored. And many times that's because the person is not a safe enough person to be in relationship with, and we have to assess that. So just simply offering forgiveness does not always mean restoration. Now, thankfully, Forgiveness with our Heavenly Father always means restoration. And that's always very, very hopeful, very, very encouraging. So let's talk about this concept of forgiving, what that really means. Here's the biblical summary of of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a grudge against someone who has offended you. Or we can think of it as it's not having the compassion to forgive Unforgiveness is a sin that causes us to think and do evil things. And so what happens when we withhold forgiveness, we end up sinning, which then ends up corrupting us. So not only have we been hurt by someone, but we begin to hurt ourselves. So in the Bible, we know the story of Esau. He had all these excuses in the world to hold a grudge against his brother. Jacob had offended him greatly by taking his father's blessing. 
imagine that. He also, uh, you know, AC also has to forgive his mother. Can you, I mean, can you imagine having a mother that, that prefers the other son and, and helps colludes with him to steal the entire inheritance of this man? And so this is Genesis 27, chapter 2741, if you want to read more about it. And it tells us about how Esau held unforgiveness for his brother Jacob. And it says, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand, and they, then I will slay my brother Jacob. He's going to kill his brother. I'm sure that you have, you, you can, you know, we can all be honest. We have felt like we either wanted someone to die or could have killed him. Thankfully, very few of us do this. But this is a real thing when people harm us deeply and let us down deeply and hurt us and disappoint us. It creates horrible, heavy, painful feelings for us. And the only solution is not to do what Esau wanted to do, which was killing his brother, but to be willing to forgive. That's the freedom. Because when we are willing to forgive offenses, even if we've been stolen from, because we can be stolen from emotionally, we can be stolen from literally, but what we do when we withhold that forgiveness is we impede the ability of the father to repay what was stolen. If the person isn't going to repay it, if the person is not going to do restitution, God always can restore, and many times he gives it back even more. He gives us a bigger blessing when we are willing to forgive. So this idea of not having the compassion to forgive if someone offended us. See, we have a choice to either forgive them or to not forgive them. Unforgiveness is when we choose to not have compassion on someone. When we, when we, when we withhold, we harden our heart. We say, you've offended me, you've stolen from me, you've hurt me, you've harmed me, you, whatever, whatever it is. And we choose to not have the willingness to forgive. And so Matthew chapter 18.33 advises us to have compassion for our fellow man as God has had mercy on us. God has great compassion on us. If he didn't have that level of compassion, he could never forgive us and restore relationship with us. He would be too hurt. He'd be too disappointed. He'd be too disgusted and offended by how deep our sin is. And so we want to follow in the footsteps of our Creator, who says this is the way to restore what was stolen from you. If you do this, God opens the floodgates of heaven and, and can repair your heart, make you stronger, better, healthier, and even restore even more what was stolen. Now, it may not be exactly. Maybe somebody stole your, your boyfriend. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe someone stole your car. Maybe, maybe a business person stole tremendous amounts of money or embezzled out of your company. So it doesn't always mean that God directly pays back what was stolen, but he gives back abundantly when we are willing to forgive and let him give back to our lives. And so this Matthew, again, chapter 18, 33, said, Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on the fellow servant, even as I pity on thee? All this is saying is that God is saying, shouldn't you have compassion on your fellow servant? 
when I've had so much mercy on you and saw the pitiful nature of, 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 of your, your, who you are and, and what your life is about and how much you need me and I had pity on you, laid my life down for you, died for you, forgave every sin that you could ever have and you are willing to withhold from another person. So this is, this, we also can look at this as it's a resentful attitude. Unforgiveness is a resentful attitude, and it spews out all types of evil. So it doesn't just stay concentrated on the person that offended you. It creates a corruption in your heart that comes out sideways on other people. You, may, you might find yourself, if you have unforgiveness, that let, let's say you uh, got in a fight with your partner, your spouse, your child, your roommate, whoever that was, and then the way you drive becomes angry. And you have no patience for people at your job because of what happened that morning. And so no matter how or what the person does to offend us, it's our choice whether we forgive or we don't. So from the biblical viewpoint, to forgive is good. To not forgive is very bad. It's a sin. And it causes us to think and do evil things. In Ephesians chapter 431, it says, it advises us to put away bitterness, wrath, anger, malice. All that comes from unforgiveness. And so that verse specifically says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and clamor is that internal dialogue, how we do all that narration in our head, and then we go talk about it to other people. So we put away wrath, anger, and clamor, and evil speaking. Put it away from you. All that malice. And so this need to forgive another is sometimes one of the most difficult things we can do other than forgiving ourselves. We're going to talk about forgiveness of ourselves another day. But one of the things that I have done in my life that helped me tremendously when I had been harmed by people, and I have, I have certainly been harmed, and I, and I say to people, you know, you, you can't live on this planet and not be hurt or harmed. This is a very traumatizing place to live, and so we're living with mistake-making people that are fallen, that are doing their own struggle. So one of the things that I learned to do that really helped me when I just could not forgive, and, I, and frankly, I will be honest with you, I simply said to God, I, I, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I was so, this one particular person in my life, I was so harmed, so hurt, that I thought, there's not a chance. I'm not. I, I refuse to forgive this person because of the evil. And so what I started doing was I said to God, I need the gift of forgiveness. I need you to give it to me. I don't have it. I don't have it, frankly. I don't even want it at this point. I need that. I know it's the right thing. I know it's the healthy thing. I know it's what I'm supposed to do. I know I don't have a right to withhold forgiveness. But this person had hurt me so deeply and stolen in so many ways that it was incomprehensible for me to forgive. On top of the fact that many times when we are struggling with that whole forgiveness piece, 
Some of that has to do with the fact that it feels too vulnerable. Like we think that if we forgive them, then we're more susceptible to them, especially if they're highly dysfunctional or evil people. But what I came to find was when I accepted that gift of forgiveness from God and I was able to give forgiveness, I was stronger, much stronger, and I had more confidence, and I was better able to set really good boundaries. And I learned a valuable lesson as to how to protect myself in a healthy manner, not in a defensive manner. And I became a bigger person. And many of my behaviors also changed as a result. I took better care of things, better care of people. I had more patience, I had more kindness, I had more mercy, I had more flexibility. I got over things faster. And so that was part of the gift that God gave me. Some of the things this person did, God did restore literally. Many of them were not restored literally. They were just a loss. But I came out of it better, healthier. I made better choices about people because I was willing to go through that forgiveness process and be freed from that burden of unforgiveness. And so we put away all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. Put it away from you, all that malice. And the freedom that comes with that and the health that comes with that is a promise from the Lord. You see, you have to remember, he is our Heavenly Father, and he always leads by example. He does, he, he does things that for us, through us, with us, that he sometimes doesn't even ask us to do. But when he asks us to do something, when he commands us to do something, and we've seen him set the example of doing that very thing that he's asking, requiring, commanding from us, that's a trust issue. We need to understand that God would not ask us to do anything that would harm us. Why would he do that? He went through the most horrific harm so we didn't have to. So when he asks us to do something, when he directs us to do it, we need to remind ourselves of who God really is. God is not a human like the humans that we interact with. He's perfect. He has a perfect heart. He has no desire to harm us. You have to understand, if he wanted to harm us, we'd all be dead by now. Right? I mean, why would he even go forward with the human race after, you know, Cain and Abel, the first kids out of the chute, one was a murderer. Didn't take very long for that fall to happen. Didn't take generations for that dysfunction to occur. It was the first kids from the first adults, the first people. So if God wanted to harm us, he would have done that by now. So anything that he's asking us to do is for our good. It's for our good. And it's always to bless us. So I want you to ask yourself as, as you're listening to this show, who do I need to forgive? Who needs to be free? Me, for one. And that other person needs to be freed so that God can do with them what God needs to do. Because when we're holding on to them, it's harder for God to work with them 
through them on them. So when we withhold forgiveness, we also withhold that person. It's a very powerful thing to withhold forgiveness. So I want you to make a list. I want you to start asking God. And I don't want you to feel like you have to do it all today. All right? You don't have to forgive everybody right now as we're talking. (laughs) You just want to start saying, God, I need to do some house cleaning. I need to really do some house cleaning. And I need you to reveal to me what's going on in my heart, what I have held on to, what I am not willing to let go of, what I keep ruminating about. I mean, it might be somebody, it might be a kindergarten teacher. It could go all the way back. And I want you to really do a really good inventory. I want you to really ask God to just say, you know, God, you you need to tell me. There are some people I do know, I know I need to forgive. But there are other things that maybe I've buried deeply. Or maybe I justify. Maybe I am in denial about it. Maybe I don't think I'm as unforgiving as I really am. So I want you to start kind of making that list of what event, what person, what group. Maybe it's a church. Maybe it's an entire church. Maybe it's your high school. Whatever you need that you know that you have hatred or malice or bitterness, resentment, disgust, withholding, that you would speak evil about if you had the opportunity, if you were allowed to. Because there's a difference between speaking evil and speaking truth. See, I can tell the truth about what someone did in terms of what I need to forgive without speaking evil against them. Now, you know we've done shows on words, right? And how powerful words are. And what we speak out into existence. So we need to be careful with our language. When we're processing with another person and we're saying, hey, I, I, need to, I need to bear my heart to somebody. I need to tell you that I have these people that I need to forgive. And I need to speak out why I need to forgive them. And that can be very healthy to do. But that's different than speaking evil. Because once you speak evil about somebody, now you have to do another piece of forgiveness. Because you have to ask God for forgiveness for what you said. Right? So I want you to be thinking about that. If, is it an event? Is it a particular person? Is it an institution? Is it a culture? Is it a race of people? Is it a, a politician that let you down that you hate now? Who are you holding that hatred for? And I know hatred is a strong word, and we all like to think we don't hate. But resentment is a form of hatred. So I'm so glad that you were willing to listen to this today, because it takes very brave people to forgive. And I believe in you. I know you can. And I know that if you're listening to this, it's because God has called you to do this, because he wants you to have restoration on so many levels in your life. So I'm glad that you listened today, and I'm going to pray for you right now, actually. Father, thank you for these listeners, and God, I ask that you would give them the gift of forgiveness, and they would know that forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Have a great week. Join me again tomorrow. We are going to talk about more on forgiveness, forgiving self. That's a big one. All right. God bless you. 
to hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.